0: To a brand new episode of Virtual Coffee. My name is Alexa Collier, and on this podcast, I chat with small business owners. We discuss their origin stories, perspectives, pieces of advice, all that fun stuff. And it's just really fun being able to chat with them and showcase their passions. Now, with me today is Jessie Garwick, the founder and owner of JD's Hattery. Jessie handcrafts and sells beautiful, stylish hats that she's able to ship all over the world. On this episode, we discuss the origin of her business and how she runs her own business while being a mom at the same time. This is a really awesome episode. And before we dive in, I'd appreciate if you could rate and review Virtual Coffee on the Apple Podcast app and also on Spotify. Really helps us out and helps others discover us. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all the social medias. It's all at Virtual Coffee Podcast. I hope you all are having a great January so far of the new year, and thank you as always for tuning in and listening to Virtual Coffee. Now, let's get right into this episode and hear from Jessie.
1: Jesse, thank you so much for being on Virtual Coffee today.
2: Absolutely. Thank you for asking me to come on. I'm really excited. I've been looking forward to it. Yay, me
1: too. No, I'm excited to chat with you and kick us off here on your episode. Tell us a bit about your business, JD's Hattery, and maybe where this business came to be, what it's about. Let's just get started there.
2: Okay, sounds good. So they always say that as far as entrepreneurs go and ideas and businesses to find a need and then meet that need. I wouldn't say this is exactly a need, but it was definitely a want for a lot of people and definitely for me. So it came about really organically because I love hats. I wear a ton of hats and I had been on the hunt for a couple months online trying to find like a cool statement hat. Like Mm -hmm. something that I could just throw on that would like elevate everything, you know? And so I was looking all around. I couldn't find any. I found a couple and they were, the prices were insane. Sometimes insane for me anyways, you know, $600. And I was like, you know what? I could, I could do this. I could, I could make one. Yeah. (laughs) So that's what I did. And people really, really loved it and had a really good response. And everywhere I went, people would ask about it. And so I just decided, you know what, I'm just going to take a leap here and try to get some, some wholesale orders of hats and see what I can do.
1: Wow. I mean, not everyone can just make a hat. Like what is your background? Were you the person to actually make and craft that first hat? Like, What was that process like when you first started your business?
2: Well, I, I operate out of the creative side of my brain. Mm-hmm. I've always been a creative, artistic type of person. And this isn't the first business I've started in okay. my life. It's the first real business. Let me put it that way. But I mean, I was at the beach in Florida at seven years old, collecting seashells and selling mm-hmm. them to people in the hotel. I always <laughs> had like a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit, I think, but I've always been really creative. I I do a lot of sewing. um, I did a lot of embroidery and all of those things that I have tried through the years have never really stuck. I mean, I could do them and I liked them, but they never stuck. And then when I started this business that I love and that I'm really passionate about, I'm able to use all of those things in this business, which is really cool. Like Mm -hmm. things that had kind of just been sitting dormant that I knew how to do, but didn't really use. I was able to use those things for this business and really elevate it. So the first hat that I did, I actually just went to a store and bought a hat. Okay. Yep. <laughs> just bought a regular old hat. Um, I took off the, uh, the band that was on it and just tried to create one for myself. And it's funny because that is the only one of my hats that I have kept for myself. <laughs> so I make these hats, you know, daily, like constantly and I yeah. love them and I'd love to keep them, but I'm like, you know, this, I could sell this, so I don't want to keep it. <laughs> and so I only have one of my own.
1: <laughs> that's funny. Hats,
2: that first one that I made.
1: Yeah. That's a really funny. I, I understand that mindset of, well, I'm making it. I might as well sell it. Why would I keep it for myself? That's really Or I
2: need to buy it.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's really cool. So now do you work with like a merchandiser or whatever the right term is to get your hats and then you decorate them?
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah. I I have a a wholesaler. I've changed a couple of times just learning I've had a couple – I made a big order once of hats that never showed up and couldn't get my money back. I had hats come, and the brims were all completely ruined and bent. And so finding a good wholesaler and someone who can ship things quickly and in good condition in the right size box is really
1: important. Awesome. Yeah, I – Can only imagine the things you need to figure out as you progress in running your business. So that's neat that you're able to figure out the wholesale piece of that and styling them and everything. Focusing on the hats themselves, would love for you to just give our audience a sneak peek of what some of your hats look like, if you could kind of describe their style, Um, just prepare them if they were to go to your website, what would they see?
2: Yeah, so my hats are all wide brim hats. Um, Right now they are felt. And I'm looking to add to that. I'd love to do um some like some cowgirl hats. I'd love mm-hmm. to, to do some straw hats. I'd love to really branch out. Right now what I have is is felt wide brim hats. And they're really all different styles. Um I have some more feminine ones. They're pretty ornate with their bands. Um there's a lot of western um, inspired and Southwestern inspired pieces on them. I, I use a lot of vintage brooches and feathers. And also I'm Native American. There's a lot of Native American inspired beadwork and things like that on the bands as well.
1: Neat. And are you making every item that gets put on the hat? I'm sure, you know, it's a lot of perhaps like ribbon type materials, right, but right. do you like make the, you know, the beaded details and whatnot?
2: I don't make the beaded details. Actually, I'm working right now with my sister who does Native American Mm -hmm. beadwork. Oh, cool. And I haven't released any hats yet with her bands, but that is coming soon. Right now, I source uh, a lot of things from antique stores and a lot of like vintage repurposed things.
1: Nice. I love that. I love that approach a lot. And that's neat. You're able to collaborate with your sister. How cool.
2: Yes. Yeah. And you know what's funny is I didn't even realize she was doing it. She, she did it when we were little picked around at it, you know, Mm -hmm. and then recently I told her I'm going to have to find someone to bead hat bands for me. And she was like, I have been doing that. (laughs) And I was like, okay, well, I guess you're my supplier now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Come on board.
1: (laughs) That's amazing. Very neat. I'm looking forward to seeing those. Um, And where are just a logistical question for our audience. Where are you able to ship your hats?
2: Oh, I ship worldwide.
1: Yeah. Awesome job figuring that out. I know that sometimes is a challenge. Was that easy or or was it a it's challenge? It's not necessarily
2: a challenge. It's more so are people overseas willing to pay how much shipping can cost, you know, because hats have to come usually in a larger a larger box just to ensure that the brim doesn't get smashed or anything. But so far, people have been. I've been surprised the people who will pay fifty, sixty dollars to have a hat wow. shipped.
1: That's awesome. Well, congratulations <laughs> on that. That's an accomplishment. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And speaking of some of those perhaps challenges, I know you mentioned you've always been this kind of entrepreneur, having that mindset, working with your creativity side. What challenges or hurdles come to mind that you had to overcome, you know, as you've launched your business, anything top of mind. And what I'm also looking for here is advice to others, right? Who are running their own business or about to launch their business. What kind of comes top of mind when you reflect on your journey?
2: Well, almost exactly what you just said. My biggest strength is also my biggest weakness in business (laughs) because, I operate out of that creative, artistic side and my uh, logistical side. And like that can be kind of weak.
0: Gosh, yep. <laughs> so
2: like when it comes to like crunching numbers and and just the beginning parts of setting up a business, you know, getting my tax ID number and opening my business account and learning how to run all of that, the whole website side of it. And, you know, I did my whole website by myself setting up the shipping, all of that stuff was like almost a foreign language to me that is not my strong suit. And so truly my biggest strength is my is also my biggest weakness with the business side of it. But Mm -hmm. my biggest piece of advice would be to make sure in those I should say in these because I'm really in them too, the early days of starting a business that you're being smart with your profit. It's really easy to get You know, like my first check basically that I got after releasing my first batch of hats, I was like, oh my goodness, like I could do so many different things with this money that Mm -hmm. I'm not used to having. And I was like, "No, Jesse, you're gonna put it back into your business. You're gonna get some more hats. You're gonna get some more supplies. You're gonna pay for a website. You're, you know, and yeah, and really being smart. And eventually, I mean, right now, I put everything back into the business aside for one pair of boots that I bought myself.
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> I did
2: buy myself a new pair of boots, <laughs> but but everything else has gone right back into the business. So I think that's really important." to kind of get a hold of early on. And eventually you get to the point where you can have that profit and you can really pay yourself. But right now it's important to put everything you can back into your business and really try to be smart about that.
1: Yeah, I think that's great advice. We often don't talk about the financial aspect of businesses on this podcast, but I'm happy you brought that up because I can imagine, like you said, that excitement of that first few checks, just wanting to buy something bright and shiny for yourself yes. or for your home. But I agree with you. And I think that's wonderful advice to, at least in the beginning, if you can put it, put it back into the business so you can get that ball rolling and just have yes. that acceleration.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Is it just you right now running JD's Hattery?
2: Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> I I do it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How is that? Have
1: you had any, you know, you mentioned Perhaps the business side can be a little trickier. Any mm-hmm. resources or things you've gone to that have really helped you figure some of those logistics out?
2: <laughs> My mom. <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> My mom is really good with all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and so she helped me out a lot. There was times when I was trying to fill out forms and stuff and I'd send her a screenshot and be like, help, what does this even mean? I don't even understand <laughs> what this means and she would help me out with it. But if you have somebody who operates in that side of their brain or is really business-minded or who has opened a small business themselves, they are a great resource. I have a good friend here who owns a couple of businesses and she has helped me out tremendously with marketing and just giving me advice. So if you can find someone, almost like a a mentor, who has gone through this kind of stuff before, that can be a a huge asset.
1: That's a theme that always comes up on, on my podcast is the community, just leveraging your community, whether it's your family or someone who you met through Instagram or a friend, you know, who's launched a business, just leveraging those who have done it are going through it can just be so extremely helpful.
2: Yes. Other people too, who are just going through it, you can learn a lot from, um, I recently did a trunk show and there was a, a lot of other vendors there and I made sure I took the time to go talk to all of them. Yeah. And ask, you know, uh, how things are going for them and what shows are they doing and what do they like and what did they not like and, and just gleaned a lot of insight from just other people who are kind of doing similar things.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. No, exactly. And I know networking has just such a sometimes a negative connotation to it, but I think it's so valuable. It's, it's more about yeah. like it's building your personal brand and your community. And mm-hmm. that's just so helpful.
2: <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah.
1: Excellent. As we you know kind of look to the future. I know we have a new year coming up too. Where are you hoping to take JD's Hattery? Any future milestones you want to share or ideas or where just your mindset is at as you look to the future for your business?
2: Yeah, of course, I would I just want to grow. I want to get mm-hmm. as much growth as I can. I would love to see it become a brand that can be that can truly be recognized where someone can can look at one of see someone out wearing one of my hats and go, oh, that is JD's Hattery, you know, mm-hmm. um, and to really, really build a solid brand and a good foundation and and just go from there. I'd love to be able to hire on some help. I'm, I'm getting to the point now where I really feel like I could use some. So that is a goal within the next year or two is to hire on some help. Yeah, I'm really excited to see uh, where it goes.
1: Yeah, no, I am as well. And just following your journey along on social media. And it's exciting. I feel you're at that that stage where you will continue to grow and just be able to expand and scale from there. And that's always very exciting.
2: Yes. Yeah, it is. And I've had just such wonderful support. I haven't had just even an ounce of neg- negativity from, you know, anybody, any family, any friends, everyone's just so supportive. In fact, all my friends are are like, "Well, I got on the website to order a hat, and they're all gone. <laughs> they all they all love it and are just so supportive."
1: Yeah. Again, that community aspect, right? It it always comes back to that.
2: Mm-hmm. Excellent.
1: Curious about what's your creative process like? How do you come up with a new hat design? You know, I definitely work more on my logical side of my brain. So to me, it's mm-hmm. I feel like if I were to think of a hat design, that's it. I think of one and not
0: have any other ideas, but can you give us a
1: glimpse into your creativity process or perhaps uh, things that inspire you?
2: Yeah. I'm a little bit chaotic <laughs> as a person and in, in my process too, is not super planned out, to be honest with you. I sit down and I, I pick a hat and I have all of my supplies and everything laid out and I, and I hold things up, you know, and see how things look. And then I add layers and add layers. But a, a big inspiration to me is just the things that I find. And so if I find a really cool brooch or I found like this weekend, a little, uh, a little matchbook, like a tiny old antique matchbook. And I was like, mm-hmm. I can use that. And I build an idea around, around those things. And I'm also really, really influenced by my Native American culture. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I love that. But yeah, it's usually around the pieces that I find is how I, I build the idea for a hat.
1: Yeah, I love that because you can really come with, up with an idea whenever and wherever you see something. I, that's yes. a smart way to do it. And I love that you're also able to, to pull into your culture. And that must just provide a deeper meaning and a, a deeper why for you behind your business.
2: Yes, definitely.
1: Yes. Wonderful. I know you have, you know, your family, friends, a life beyond your business. Do you mm-hmm. have advice or best practices you've implemented to try and balance all that? And I know balance isn't even the right word to use here, but essentially, how do you not work on your business 24-7? <laughs> yeah. Any any tips and tricks there?
2: Yeah, I really struggled with this. I I have ever since, ever since I became a mom and there's just so much, so much going on all the time. And then starting this business too, on top of it, I I had to really learn to delegate. (laughs) Yep. And I heard this awesome piece of advice one time and I can't for the life of me remember where I saw it or who I heard it from, but it has stuck with me and I think about it all the time. It goes something like this, that life is like a constant act of juggling balls and some of those balls are rubber. And if you drop one, it'll bounce back. But some of those balls are glass. And if you drop them, they're going to shatter. Mm. So it's up to you to, to look at the balls that you're juggling and decipher, okay, this one's rubber. Like me, for me, making sure the house is perfectly clean this week is a rubber ball. The house can be a little bit of a mess this week so I can get this done. Um, but this ball, my family, is a glass ball. And I'm not going to drop, you know, time with my family, time with my husband and my daughter. And so that has has really helped me in times where I feel really, really stressed out or like, okay, I've got to get this done, but the hallway still isn't painted and I need to finish Right. That. But what is really important? What do I, what is an absolute necessity that I need to get done right now? Because I can always circle back to those other things. Um, and that gives me a lot of peace of mind.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. And just constantly prioritizing right like sometimes yeah. yeah when you're maybe in your creative process working on the business like that's number 1 and then mm-hmm. when you're sitting down to dinner with your family they're number 1 just constantly adjusting as you mm-hmm. go throughout your day
2: yes yeah. and thankfully my husband is is absolutely loves what i'm doing and mm-hmm. is is completely supportive of it and as I've never had a problem with him feeling neglected or mm-hmm. anything like that, you know, because he's excited about it. He's excited to see me doing something that I'm really passionate about. And he, he got to come with me to um, the trunk show that I did and and was helping me check people out and, and watching people try on my hats and just seeing that people loved what I was doing, I think, really excited him, too.
1: Yeah, that's wonderful. And it's it's just great to hear, you know, this is a woman owned business, a mom owned business, and it's succeeding and it's inspiring for for others. I'm glad I've I had you on the podcast just to share your story and and show that it's possible you can follow your passion, you can solve a challenge and run mm-hmm. your own business while having these other things as well.
2: Right. And it's not only possible, but it's important. It's yes. my it's important for me to to show my daughter that I can do this and showing her that I'm doing something that I'm passionate about and it's not it's not a conventional 9 to 5 but I I'm grabbing the bull by the horns and mm-hmm. I'm hoping that you know when she gets a little older she'll be really proud to see what I've built and that um I did that all while being able to stay at home with her.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, I'm glad you emphasized that and not only your daughter, right, who sees that directly but any woman any mom really any any person following your journey on social media or chatting with you or running into you at you know vendor markets just that's inspiring right you're inspiring so many folks as well um just by following your passion and thank you yeah that's wonderful <laughs> i hope so <laughs> yeah no definitely every episode i i end with this question which is in this moment what is your proudest accomplishment and it can be related to your business or not related at all just kind of that first thing that pops into your mind when I ask what your proudest accomplishment is
2: Oh my goodness
1: <laughs> I know it's a tough <laughs> one
2: <laughs> I think it would have to be almost exactly what I just said it would be first of all being a mom I love being a mom it's the it's the hardest job I've ever had and extremely challenging but it goes hand in hand with how proud I am of my business that I started. it It kind of took a leap of faith for me. It took I, I had to fight through a lot of self-doubt and I still do and a lot of like um, imposter syndrome.
1: yeah, yep. <laughs>
2: and I've definitely had had moments where I've really struggled with it, but I've really felt like it's the right thing for me. I feel mm-hmm. i'm I'm doing something that I love. I'm doing something that I would do for free that I I would, I would make these hats and give them away as gifts because Mm -hmm. I love to do it. And that's what they say, you know, do something that you love and you'll never work a day in your life. But I'm really, I'm really proud of what I've built. And I'm really proud that my daughter uh, can see what I've built. And I'm, I'm proud to feel like I'm setting a good example for her in that.
1: Congratulations on that and everything you've succeeded in so far. And like I said, you're definitely inspiring others. And I love, to hear that you're pursuing your passion and something that you genuinely love. And a lot of people never find that or never able to pursue that. And it warms my heart to hear that, that you found that and are doing it.
2: Yes. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely something that I love to do. And I, I, it's something that I have to do. Like I, I have to be creative. I have to do artistic things. And now I have that channel. (laughs) Right that I can do those things through, because if I don't do those, I go crazy. I, mm-hmm. I have to, I have to express that part of myself. And so it's been, it's just been wonderful so far.
1: Yeah, no, it's great when you can combine, you know, it seems like it's a personal outlet for you, a passion, and you're able to profit off of it, right? Like from the business yeah. side of it as well. And it's yes. it's just great when you can find the intersection of those yeah. many, many things and aspects of life.
2: Yeah. I've been a stay at home mom for, for a while. And I also have, um, actually only since I think about June, I work actually two days a week. I do two 12 hour shifts a week. And so, um, I'm really, really busy, but I told, I sat down and really crunched the numbers and I told my husband, I was like, I made this month a full-time income. Wow. He's Hattery. And I was just so excited and felt so, so blessed and just excited to see where it goes.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. That is very exciting. And I'm sure very validating too. you know, I know, I know numbers aren't everything. I know you're not in it for the money, but that is a real part of owning a business. And I can imagine that that feeling very validating.
2: Yes. Yeah. It was, it, it felt, it felt very good. And of course I'm not keeping any of that. Sure, (laughs) Like we said, it just is going back into the business Mm -hmm. right now and I'm preparing for a really big, a big vendor fair. It's the biggest one we have in Oklahoma. And so I'm going to be busy, 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 and, and probably spending a lot of that to get prepared for that show.
1: Yeah. But you're investing in yourself, right? You're investing in yourself and your business. And sometimes that's, more important, just as important as as buying a physical product, right? right. For for happiness, yeah, right. yeah, absolutely. Well, Jesse, thank you so much for being on Virtual Coffee. And before we sign off, where can people find you and JD's Hattery on social media? your website? Shout everything out.
2: Okay, so um, on Instagram and Facebook, it's JD's Hattery, and that's J. D. S. Hattery. And then my website is the same, just no periods, jdshattery.com.
1: Perfect. Well, I hope everyone checks out you and your business. And again, thank you so much for chatting with me today. Thank
2: you so much. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me on.